What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles, welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. I have not told my co-host and partner in this podcasting universe of ours what we're going to be talking about, because I want his absolute immediate reaction. Bro Shot, what is up? Talk about the setup. Like, wow. <laughs> that was like, oh, here, here, I got some a bomb for you. Ooh, oh, bombshell be, news. The first bombshell is that Wonder Woman 3 from Patty Jenkins starring Gal Gadot is not coming to pass. Gal Gadot actually tweeted just yesterday, thank you to everyone looking forward to sharing the next chapter of her journey with you all. But apparently, she didn't talk to Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers never talks to Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins, both of whom felt ambushed when Wonder Woman 1984 hit HBO Max and kind of did its little dance onto theaters. Neither of them were well-received. But now the movie's dead in water. We're not going to get a sequel. We might possibly not see Gal Gadot going forward with this new DC universe headed by James Gunn and Peter Safran. Thoughts? That's not smart. Like... Gal Gadot did her job. I mean, uh, I don't think anybody who watched her in the four movies for Warner Brothers would say she didn't do her job. I think she did a great job. I think she should be the character as long as she wants to do it. Um, I, I don't I don't like that. I mean, because it's like, we yeah, I mean, how, how many years did we work to get Henry, Henry Cavill back? And now you got to work to try and get Gal Gadot back? Come on, y'all. Like, let's not do this. Well... <laughs> I may have some bad news for you on that too. So Gunn and Saffron have been spending a lot of time doing a little retreat, coming up with what the heck they want to do with this DC universe. And it seems like Gunn being a big comic book guy, knowing how this stuff works, might be thinking a whole reboot, a whole shakeup, new starting point might just work better, which means we might not be seeing Gal Gadot and we might not be seeing Henry Cavill. And we also might not be seeing any more Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Okay. I don't like that. But I also think it might be the best idea. I mean, I, as much as I mean, I just I know what I just said. Like you had to work so hard, but it's like if you you have you wasted a lot of opportunity. I mean, this we know that. So we need fresh players. I mean, if you're gonna go fresh players, go start from scratch. Um, it's not the best. I mean, hey, I, I'm sure you you one part of the news you're gonna get into later on, but I think it's it's probably like if you're gonna start from scratch, start from scratch and go from there. I mean, but you basically have to, if you want fans to come on with you on the next ride, you got to give them some enthusiasm, got to give them some reason to be enthusiastic because I think you've probably lost a lot of your typical DC comic book audience. They're like, no, I'm not, I'm I'm not, I got, I don't want to spend $50 for y'all to make some Batman trash. Like I'm good. I think the real question is, what would it take to get DC fans excited about seeing a movie? And I kind of with you, 
one thing that the DC Comics universe does too often, they go, okay, we're wiping out the whole universe, mm-hmm. except for this part. And maybe this thing too, because it's selling well. And some of this stuff that you remember, we're going to just carry over. And yeah. you know what? Everything that happened before counts. Yeah. Batman and, Batman and Rebirth was basically that. Exactly. And, and Green Lantern was like, what? Wait, how did all that happen? No, Wait. that was New 52. No, but no, it was like I thought Rebirth was where you had Jason Todd and all, no. all of them were all his apprentices in like two seconds. No, New Fifty Two was they just kind of started over with everything while still acting like the events that occurred in Green Lantern and the Batman books still took place. And then over time, the writers were like, "Well, let's try to make sense of this." Then it became more jumbled and a bit of a mess, continuity-wise. And they're like, "You know what?" This isn't making sense for for readers. Let's go back to basics. Let's go to Rebirth. Rebirth worked for a really long time until they decided, hey, Wally West is a murderer. (laughs) And and we make a DC universe and now it's trash. I think the, I mean, like, I I didn't, I haven't watched on HBO Max uh, Titans. I haven't either. (laughs) I I mean, I I was not joking. I, I literally looked at it like for a second, like, I really could, but I'm like, I don't need to get upset while I'm working. So if you want to basically take DC TV film down to nothing, because tonight is Stargirl's finale. If you want to take it all back down to scratch and start from zero, from jump, I think that like almost as a DC TV film animation rebirth, I think that's the best thing to do. I think you might also want to take down a comic book to straight trash, I mean, to straight zero too. Um, it would actually get you a young Jonathan Kent, which would probably be for the best too. But I think, I think, I, I mean, we, like I said, I wanted to see all these actors, but they need, it's like you wasted 10 years of Henry Cavill being Superman. You wasted Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman for at least two to three more movies. And there's no in game type level payoff. It's just, limbo so you might as well start from scratch get some new actors in there and try and pay like how do we get these people excited it's like how do you get say who do you cast i mean like if you are jeff you were hollywood executive you were james gunn and Faf, and uh Faf, what is his name peter saffron peter saffron you have to basically like who is my superman writer because i have to because i i think we did okay, but I want Superman to go back to being iconic and kind of this not gray real world because let's be honest, if you make Superman in this real world in our current day, this is that was why Zack Snyder's was good, but it was also like we don't kind of want a man who's been living this world and he has 30 years of this world experience. We can't do that. Yeah. We almost have to say this is not our Earth. Let's. How do you? You have to cast him and get me to Legion of Doom. Like, and I need that in seven years. Go. All right. Here's what I would do. I would start off with a TV show. I guess maybe on HBO Max, and I would make that show the Justice Society and a hybrid of the All Star Squadron, because. We've already seen with Stargirl, they can do those costumes, make them look good. 
I'll just make those characters a TV show. It's my start of my DC universe because they're the original superhero team. Show them in a 10, 15 episode season. That's a slow burn. Then you have at the end, Barry Allen reading Adventures of the Flash and the Justice Society. He's so excited. What's this? A lightning bolt. <gasps> and then we transition to our next generation, the Silver Age heroes, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Hawkeye, Adam, representing the new era. And that's what I would do for starters. And Does that go to TV on the second season of Justice Society or just... Nah, I mean, we're, we're taking our TV, the Justice Society, Barry Allen that you saw on the TV show, Justice Society of America. He's going to be on the big screen okay. as Flash. And he's going to meet Aquaman. I mean, the biggest problem they, they always stumble and bumble and fumble into is we can do better comic book stories than the comic books that have endured for decades. And there's tweaks you can make to them, of course, to make them more modern, have more color with characters. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman's a great example. Um, you know, I would incorporate Jon Stewart into the Green Lantern movie quickly to say, hey, He's not the only Green Lantern here on Earth. There's a black guy. Even if I have Hal Jordan in there. Maybe I just make it like their buddy cop kind of deal where they're doing the thing, been established, and now with Flash, Aquaman popping up. Okay, here's here's more of these guys. But that's what I would do. I would look at sidekicks as another way to get color mm -hmm. in there. So Aquaman, maybe Aqualad mm -hmm. is black. Um, you know, just I would do it that way, where it's not so oh DC's so woke. The problem with it is the creators back there basically all white, they just reflected what they saw. I'm not coming with the pitchfork at them, but if you do properties in 2022, you need to reflect society how it is. And that's why I said a hybrid of All-Star Squadron, because All-Star Squadron had a great character named Amazing Man, it's a black guy old school character to put them on the justice society team and have it be this whole arc where, Hey, we don't want a Negro on our team. And the, and the justice society is like, this dude's saving people's lives. You need to get over it. You just helped us beat the ultra humanite per Degaton. He's part of our team. So you do that where it's not this thing of, Oh, this is forced diversity. We don't want it. If you want put black lightning on the team, the justice league that you form eventually, there are ways around this without having everybody with short brains and just like, no, I want it pure the way it is, you know, because it's like, yeah, but we need diversity. You yeah. know, yeah. So I, you, I, I create my Justice League from that. How do you get to I, your Justice? How do you get to your Justice League? I don't care about another Superman, Batman or even Wonder Woman origin. We've seen great movies. We've seen the Richard Donner Superman. We've seen Tim Burton. Christopher Nolan's take on Batman's origins. We saw Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman. So we don't need to be like, all right, this is our take on it. They can exist. So in our Flash movie, Barry Allen already knows those three characters are running around. And then he's also here as well. Oh man, I'm like one of my childhood 
heroes, the Flash. Then he encounters Aquaman, who is has zero interest in being a superhero. He's just like, listen, I don't do anything special. I just swim underwater. I breathe in this air. I can breathe underwater. I'm not some hero. They encounter Martian Manhunter. They meet Black Canary. Black Canary could be a character who is actually Black because there's nothing with Black Canary that means that she's got to be white. So you could throw her in there or you can make Green Arrow Black and that could be a nice little contrast. Well, I actually like that mustache with him. The goatee, so I'm gonna keep Green Arrow. You, you, you love your you, you. You always talk about DC getting rid of all their blonde superheroes. So hey, I'm, I'm gonna keep him blonde. I was gonna say Barry <laughs> Allen. So yeah, I'm gonna keep him there. Okay. And but Black Canary can be black. Yes, yeah. or you can just call her Canary. Who cares? No, no, so, no. like just I mean, I mean, I mean, call her Canary, but she's black. Like yeah, that would probably be the better way. Yeah, right. So we got that. So we got those characters throwing Red Tornado, introduce Martian Manhunter. How coming hard? I'm just throwing out my my Justice League movie after my Flash, my Green Lantern. Who? Uh, what else? Who else really needs one? Aquaman's movie was fine. We don't need an Aquaman origin movie either. Maybe we do a Hawkman movie. That could work. Like that. Hawkman's or you could do a Hawkman TV show. Hawkman's a great TV show. I don't understand why nobody's actually pissed. Like, this dude's lived multiple lives. Like, have you guys not read the lore on this guy? It's like, He's lived multiple lives, like trying to find his great, you know, he's got a great love. You know, he's cursed. Like, this is a TV show for years. Or maybe the Hawkman from my Justice Society gets killed in the season finale. And then he resurrects his Carter with a C hall. And he's like, why am I in this museum? What's happening? Who is this pretending that they're the Flash? Who is this Green Lantern dude? This is not Alan Scott. This isn't Jake Garrett. This isn't Al Pratt. That's not the Adam. Why is the Adam so small? But I mean, we could do fun stuff like that because it doesn't matter. You can do all kinds of cool stuff with these characters. Mm-hmm. But I thought the Black Adam movie kind of was like, hey, the Justice Society is cool. They were really cool. Show them off in a TV show. Start off no more than Flash, Green Lantern, Hawkman, Maybe Martian Manhunter. Because I think they can make a cool Martian Manhunter movie or a TV show, whatever. But then I'm going to my Justice League movie because we already know who these characters are. We've had a lot of stops and starts. We don't need to keep doing that. And then we have Batman at the end of maybe my Justice League movie, first one, comes back to the Batcave and Robin is like, so what was going on? And then we introduce the team, teen, teen Titans. No young adults sidekick kids going around so they can evolve and eventually fight Terminator, Deathstroke, the Terminator, and the Judas Contract. There's so many gateways for them. I do a Legion of Superheroes TV show. It's wide open. So they just need to scrap it. Then I'd introduce the Legion with Superboy on their team. Like, how did that happen? Well, you just have to keep watching the show. There doesn't have to be this big, big issue. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. Those stories have already been written. They just take what they need from those stories, and you got a DC movie and TV, video game, etc. universe. Okay, like I think we I don't know if we talked off camera on this, or if we actually said this on the podcast. But I think this DC is actually one of the more. It has such a large library. You do actually need to kind of update it and kind of figure out how to make it mesh because you can't i don't think even with these great stories i actually don't think you can mesh a lot of dc stuff 
and just, hey, I want to use episode 15 and this is going to be my movie or something. Like, because you, even your idea is like, you have to kind of, you are going to have to kind of reinvent, like, all right, who gets our TV property? Who gets our movie properties? How do we, like, I think Marvel early on was able to do this very well. I don't know how they structured their contracts, but they were able to get, like, even for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they were able to get Colby Smothers. They were able to get Samuel L. Jackson to appear Spoiler. in those. Sorry, guys. If you didn't watch season one, I got some news for it. But they were able to have him like, hey, we can get our, t- our movie stars to go into our TV shows and not have this big issue. Because, I, I mean, just listening to um, like some of the Arrowverse, it's like it's a major ordeal trying to get guys to go from one TV show to the other. How I have that all meshed up. It's like this almost it's like, hey, we have this. We basically have to say we're running this thing for 10 years. And you got to give us 10. You got to give us at least five, like guaranteed in our contract. Like you got to give us at least five. And here are the properties you're going to be in period. Like you got to be, we have to have you. We got to, we have to have you a lot. Let's just say this, like your actors and like, and your idea. I think one of the other things about your idea, I'm kind of like, sounds good, but I need chemistry tests and somebody's going to screw up. I'm not casting anybody yet. I'm not bringing in Ezra Miller and going, That's hey, the- what you got? No, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm putting together the plot. And then okay. much like the Marvel movies, they have this air of legitimacy now. So they can get Oscar winning actors like Christian Bale popping up, wearing makeup and never really revealing themselves. They can do that now. And I think DC has a wider fan base with characters who connect still. I mean, you do this, you're not thinking... Oh, that's Thor. You know exactly who that gesture is. You go like this, you know who that is. This, you say that, but I'm like, I know that. You know that. Does a kid know that who hasn't seen Superman, has no real connection to Superman because it's like, I don't want to see my my kid to see Superman who's killing kids. Kids are going to go to anything that looks cool. You don't have to worry about them because kids will watch super friends with Wendy, Marvin, and the dog. That's what they'll do. That's what we did. They'll watch the Wonder Twins activate form of an ice ladder, form of a gorilla, and Gleek is carrying them along. We don't care. We're not that discerning. So you we are make it well now we like you need to make like, it cool. And there was a big difference in quality between those jokers being there and then the challenge of the super friends it was like, oh this is even better. No dumb characters. They're just fighting each other. It's great. Mm-hmm. But I think the real key is to get to our demographic, maybe a little older, 20-somethings who are like, eh, do I want to go on this ride with them again? Because I think if you just make it look good, oh, I mean, hire the costume designers for Stargirl, for Titans. They did a great job with them. Those outfits look great. It's not this thing of, eh, well, this this looks kind of hokey. Nope. They look really well done. You can do that. And the reason I said I want a TV series of Justice Society is because I can take the old school group and then maybe in season four, it's time to go to the modern era with Mr. Terrific, Joaquin Thunder, Stargirl, introduce those characters as Justice Society. So you can, keep those, you, you can keep those regulated to TV and fine. Okay. Yeah, I would have some characters that you see on TV and when it's time for a big movie, when it's time for 
zero hour i'm just throwing that out there not like i want that to be the first big crossover then you bring your tv characters into the mix hey superman what's up hey what's up red tornado or hey what's up cyborg starfire nice team up with you guys okay so do that i think that's where they really need to draw and do their thing have your TV shows have two or three. Don't overwhelm like what Marvel Studios is doing with Phase Four, where it's like, "Yo, let's throw everybody in here," and we'll come up with some movie that'll make sense to have all these characters sh- show up. I think that's kind of different than what they were doing with the movies, where it's just like, "Here's one character, here's another character, here's another character, here's another one," and then in the sequel of Iron Man, here's one more character we're going to just introduce to show you. And here's Black Widow. And hey, Thor is also going to have Hawkeye. And that's it. We're not going to go crazy with all these side characters that don't matter. Ain't throwing Falcon in, put Black Panther in there. We didn't show Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver right away. It's a slow burn. Mm -hmm. And a slow burn will pay off if they just take their time and do a Flash movie that makes sense. Have them fight the rogues. Don't don't overthink it. Don't go. He's got to fight another speedster. Stop. Don't do that. We've already seen that on the Flash TV show, Ad Nauseam. Ad Nauseam. Yeah. Green Lantern could be fun because they could actually just do his constructs right, as opposed to, um, I think we can make his outfit a light bright suit. No, don't do that. Just, just, <laughs> just stick to what works, man. So their stuff, their properties are so good. There's no reason they can't make it work. So you mentioned in Black Adam. Uh, yeah. I don't think Black Adam's coming through. It doesn't sound very good because uh, some folks in DC, Warner Brothers, weren't very happy with Rock kind of going for Dolo, acting like he's ahead of the Nation of Domination again, and going, <laughs> hey, got this thing. We're making a profit, baby. And yeah, I'm the hero that brought Henry Cavill back. So this is really interesting. What's your take on no Black Adam because it didn't make enough money? I... I... Again, I think you've every studio has made something that didn't make as much money, but then it ends up doing better in the sequel. I'm just like that's you. You are establishing a new property. I I, I didn't. I don't buy the. I, I think more of what the kind of buzz has been is probably been you know rot on you know Instagram after opening weekend. See, I brought Henry Cavill back, suckers, and it's like I think some of the people who were probably holdovers in DC are not happy about that. They aren't like, hey, you know, I really want to thank Warner Brothers. You know, they really gave me... <laughs> it was very... It's like, it was... I say this, Rock is my man for it. But in terms of kissing the right booty, he did not do it. He was taking all of that credit, like, taking all of it on his shoulders. Hey, listen, Jay, listen, listen. The Rock says... Take your credit, shine it up real nice, and stick it. Shut it up, yo, can you? Yeah, yeah. That's what I think doing. I'm sure somebody's leaks in how much money and all the other stuff is basically them saying, "Oh no, 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 no. We we are taking back our control. You aren't. You are an employee. You aren't coming into the boardroom telling us how we're running our show. Like we are. We're not doing that. You." You were not nominated as the head of Warner Brothers TV, movie, film, studio, and comic books. That wasn't the case. Um, I will say, we did get Henry Cavill showing up in Black Adam, so The Rock put it down a little bit. Again, he did it. I, I, 
Again, we as fans appreciate him. I'm sure Warner Brothers executives did not because they he never gave me. I don't I mean, I don't think he I mean, I remember listening to and I do not remember it debating, but I do not remember him saying he was like, it's been a work of love for 15 years to get this movie made. You know, I really appreciate all my fans. 90, 90 review score for audience. It's the greatest thing, you know, highest rated DC movie since, you know, X, Y, and Z. He, I don't think he, and it's like, and, you know, I, I know y'all loving that, how we got Henry Cavill. Got, I don't think he ever said, hey, you know, Warner Brothers, like, hey, they were, they made the right move. That's, he was, that's we, not true. He did say Warner Brothers, know your role. Okay, so <laughs> that's what he was doing. There is another rumor that the Hollywood Reporter also mentioned that even though Aquaman may not go forward, we may not have seen the last of Jason Momoa after his Lost City film. The popular rumor is that maybe he will be recast in this new reimagined DC universe as your guy who likes to smoke on cigars, the main man, if you will, who carries a big chain, likes dolphins, likes to collect bounties. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Lobo, which kind of feels like a way better casting uh, choice. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost feels like a no-brainer, like, why didn't someone think of that earlier? I mean, you could have. <laughs> Y'all wanted to make a Justice League. You could have made a Superman 2 with Lobo. Like, um, I wonder I, I wonder if, J- if, if Jason would want to ride with him anymore. I mean, uh, I can't. I mean, it, it's almost like after you had to ride so hard for Snyder, Ray Fisher, you're like, no, I don't. Thank you for getting me out of this contract. I will go by. I will talk to Marvel and see what they're up to. I am good on you, you guys, completely. Like, thank you for the opportunity. Thank my agent. He will call you. No, he won't. But he won't, though. Yeah. yeah so, so the saga of Warner Brothers and its DC universe continues to keep bringing us amazing content. One thing now that we've been talking about recently is James Cameron and the excitement, the buzz of Avatar, the way of water. Critics have already started to see screenings. I'm seeing it next week. Yes. And um, the early reactions are never count against James Cameron. It's back. It's a spectacle. Nobody doubted it was going to be a spectacle. I mean, that's what he did with the first one. It looked amazing. But what's the story like? I'm still not that excited about it, but are you slightly more interested in Tweak because people are saying, the critics are saying, hey, this one is actually going to be good? You know, um, I remember, you remember that uh, when they were on Entourage, when they were trying to hype up Aquaman? That's kind of what I'm thinking on this. Uh, and y'all know all the part of the scene I'm talking about. But yeah, I'm not buying, I mean, Avatar is great. I, I just don't. It's like, it's, it's like, if you're going, you're going to say, "Oh, we're going to have an underwater aliens," but but no, but we're going to delve deep into these people having families and relationships, and then they're going to get into a war. Oh, you're going to bore me to sleep for two hours before I actually get to the movie. Yeah, I'm good. I don't. I, I mean, I have to pay for parking where I actually go to the movie, so I have three hours. My validation expires. I'm good. 
I'm not excited at all. Man, okay. I will say that James Gunn is the kind of creator who absolutely would hire Vinny Chase to play Aquaman going forward. (laughs) Absolutely. I can see that. Provided he dyes his hair blonde. All right, so that's that. Now, I have my nomination for Dummy of the Week, and I wanted to make sure we had enough time for it. So who is your nominee for Dummy of the Week this week? All right. Oddly enough, I know we've been talking movies all week, but I've been paying attention to football. So my Dummy of the Week is whoever was starting, like, was – Decide, hey, you know what? We're the LA Rams. We just won a Super Bowl. You know who should we get on waivers? Baker Mayfield. And it, it's like, and everybody's, oh, it's so petty. He's doing that, you know, stopping 49ers from getting him. It's like, he's still horrible. Like, I don't care. You still have to spend money on a guy who's horrible. Like, you couldn't, I mean, hey, I hate to tell you this. Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you want to tell me you, I, you, you want to have one guy who will, Read the playbook versus man. My teammates need to get open. That's not my fault. I don't care. Like seriously, it's <laughs> like I, I, I was out on Baker as soon as he he dropped down on uh, Hugh Jackman, Jackson, Jackson. Oh yeah, okay. You were, you know what? That's that's the same energy everybody should have for him when he needs a job. And I and we all told him it was coming. Like Baker, you're not that dang good. Like you need to, if Hugh ja- Hugh Jackson will be in the league next year. What about you? So, about LA Rams, you? my dummy of the week. Yeah, absolutely. My dummy of the week, through a state of newfound sense of self-importance, is Jennifer Lawrence. Because she was talking with Viola Davis, no doubt about the woman king. And she was oh, saying, Lord. we were told girls and boys could both identify with the male lead, but boys cannot identify with the female lead. Jennifer Lawrence says of taking on the role of Katniss. Um... So, you know, lots of people, lots of people, of course, on social media were like, hey, um, yeah. So basically, then she went on to say, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. And it just makes me so happy every single time I see a movie come out that just blows through every one of those beliefs and proves that it is just a lie to keep certain people out of the movies, to keep certain people in the same position they've always been in. Please don't tell me you're going to go look over at your copy. Oh, I'm literally about to throw half my dag on libraries. Like, literally, it is such a stupid trope. I, it's like, I know some of y'all don't actually pay attention to your craft and you think, it's like, this is one of those, you're a little too self important. So you don't actually recognize the stuff that came before you. But it's like, seriously, stop. Like, before you make sense, it's like, I didn't like, by all the day, I was probably looking at her like, I'm sorry, I've been in the movies a whole lot longer. What, what are you talking about? I was cool doing the Woman King because the Woman King was cool. Right. Like I didn't need to. Viola do... Davis was probably going. Kind of remember Cleopatra Jones and Foxy Brown. This is weird. Okay, oh uh, maybe I did watch Uma Thurman and Kill Bill Volume One and Two, and I do remember Super Alice in the Resident Evil movies that came out a whole decade before the Hunger Games, and they were clearly starred in female lead. Clearly, Aliens, one hundred percent. It's literally the only survivor in the movie was the woman. The well, second alien. alien, the second movie, the only one who actually was kicking major tail in the second half of the movie was a female. Stop it. 
<laughs> I mean, you, you could, I mean, just look at the movie poster of Aliens. Ripley is front and center of the Colonial Marines who are like, we got this day. She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll show you what's really going down. Right. So I just thought it was hilarious. So, of course, some heroes on Twitter had to go get her back and go, hey, you guys are wrong and stop messing on poor Jennifer. And this writer, I'm not going to bother going any forward with her name, but says, but do men love watching female-led action films that aren't overly sexualized and marketed specifically to a horny male audience? Even Alien features an unnecessary underwear shot. I love oh my this. Gosh, you know oh. the dudes are in underwear too, right? Oh, hold on. So there is a response from Tony Gigolo, who I will mention because his response is great. Most action films are stylized sexual. Top Gun, volleyball scene. Bruce Willis in tight t-shirt. Rambo, shirtless. Daniel Craig, shirtless on a beach in Bond, etc. You're highlighting an aspect of every action film, man or man, man or women stars. Fair. And then it, then somebody said, "I'm so glad you said this." He said, "Yeah, the argument kind of falls apart when you're actually bringing facts and stuff." It's true because I mean, yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, I want to send a care package to Jay Love and make sure that she can watch or J-Law make sure that she can see Sigourney Weaver as one of the all-time best action heroes ever no asterisk no qualifier needed sure Linda Hamilton Linda Hamilton's not the star of Terminator I get it but she does survive and James Cameron did over those movies by coincidence we just mentioned him um the Resident Evil movies with Super Alice of course yeah. Kill these are damsels in distress. Let me let me let me, let me tell you. They're not just they just luck into the role of hero. They are hero, start to finish. Yeah, I could send a road one. I mean, you know, do all this stuff. And be like, hey, you know, and I will always say Hunger Games sparked this new generation of crappy YA adaptions where it's like, hey, our plucky female hero can get the job done. Nobody, no film, no franchise was as good as the Hunger Games on that front. But it wasn't like Katniss sparked this new revolution. She did her thing. Jennifer Lawrence did her thing in those films. But it's not like this was the first time a female yeah. lead kicktail a woman was featured front and center yeah go go again kill bill i mean i think that's just like literally 100 action 100 hero 100 kicktail <laughs> like like i it's like sorry i mean yes it did not mean it's made by not my favorite director but i'm sorry that movie kicktail boxy brown also featured a female lead uh, that's way too hard. Come on, <laughs> that that they don't have that on streaming service. I don't know what you're okay. talking. Okay, Jackie Brown featured, <laughs> you know, with the same with the same actress. Oh, sorry, I, I get that stupid thing. You're so confused. It's, it's oh, yeah. silly, silly man. Silly facts are getting away of everything. All mm. right, well, so much everything. I cannot wait for Chief's rant, which I'm sure will be epic. As we break this news down to him, it's going to be an explosion of epic proportions. <laughs> and, and if if my boy Brock Purdy could get the job done for me and beat Tom, never call him the goat. Brady, 
I'm going to be very excited and be thrilled as we record this next episode. So as always, Bro Shot, thank you for rolling with me. Thank you all out there for watching and listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed. <laughs>